You're listening to Western Sydney Health Check, a podcast talking all things health, providing current and accurate healthcare information for the community and our staff. I'm Sia. And I'm Harrison. And we'll be taking you through this podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Western Sydney Health Check. On today's show, we are talking about domestic violence and the role of Dr. Maria Nidis, who works at Blacktown Hospital's Forensic Medical Unit. Maria, thanks for coming on the show and welcome. Thank you, Sia. Maria, we invited you on the show as we'd like to shed some light on the important issue of domestic violence and what we're doing at Western Sydney Local Health District to support our community. We hope that through our discussion, we may inspire anyone impacted to come forward and seek help. So to start, can I ask you to answer quite an important question? What exactly is domestic violence? Well, domestic violence, it it depends on who defines it. Certainly under the legislation, there's a legal definition, which is quite different from the one that we tend to use at the hospital. So we tend to look at the more, the, the more of a familial violence definition where it's um, you know, abuse between partners or ex-partners or someone within the family. And that can uh, comprise not only just physical abuse, but it might be verbal abuse, it might be social isolation, it might be financial abuse. Um, you know, there's quite a lot of components that involve control. That, and that is important to highlight that domestic violence is not just physical. Um, what are the sort of common telltale signs of domestic violence that um, people should look out for? Well, I think if you find yourself in a relationship and your partner is demanding that you hand over your password for either your phone or um, your computer, but not willing to return the favour, I'd be a little bit concerned. And if your partner was deciding uh, or trying to limit your time out with family or with friends, I'd also be concerned. And if they were determining how you should dress or um, what religion necessarily, you know, sometimes they exert control over... um, uh, religious ideas for children, um, those those kind of things. If they control all the money and they determine how much you get out of the family budget, or if they take all your money, or if they make you give access to the uh, to your key card to them, they're all things that would make me concerned. Uh, you should be, you know, you should expect to be able to go home and for home to be a nice environment. You don't want someone belittling belittling you or making you feel less worthy. Um, You know, you should enjoy going home. I couldn't agree more, Maria. Um, So can you tell me a little bit about your experience in your role at Blacktown Hospital and how we're helping people in Western Sydney who may be impacted by domestic violence? Yes, I think, um, you know, we should be very proud of the, the role we play because it's quite unique in New South Wales. So at the end of uh, 2008, so December 2008, we established a domestic violence injury documentation service um, and we did that in conjunction with our local police um, who were involved. And so what we offer patients now, it's developed over the, the last 12 years, but what, what we now offer is if anyone's been a victim of domestic violence, certainly if they've got any documentable injuries, injuries that you can see, they can make an appointment with us Uh, We can organise a a time Monday to Friday when it suits them. We can have a domestic violence counsellor there at the time to provide additional supports. And we can document their injuries and the story of the assault 
so that it becomes a permanent part of their medical record. Now, if they're happy, we can release that to police and that may become part of the evidence in chief that goes to court if um, the offender is going to be prosecuted down the track. So it's, it's the first of its kind in New South Wales. I know the Ministry of Health is looking at rolling out um, domestic violence services, you know, 24-7, um, but it's, you know, we've just been waiting a while for that to happen. What an important service. And are there challenges in um, getting community members to come forward and um, take advantage of the service we're offering? You know, absolutely. Anyone can ring our service and I'll, I'll give you a phone number. It's 9881 7752. Uh, it's got an answering machine. So if no one picks up, please just leave your name and contact details. And you can have a chat to somebody. If it's more appropriate that you speak to a DV counsellor, we can, you know, pass along those details and send you in that direction. The other thing that Blacktown Hospital offers, which I think is is rather unique, although there's a couple of hospitals in New South Wales that, that offers the same thing, but they have a legal aid service and so they have a lawyer that sits in the hospital one day a week but is accessible five days a week via phone if you have any concerns. So a lot of these domestic violence matters can end up in family court or there can be concern about uh, property division, um, you know, access to children. If you just need to talk to a, a lawyer and get what we would call legal triaging, you know, so that they can point you in the right direction if they don't specialise in that area, that's also available. So I think, you know, within Blacktown Hospital, we have that lovely niche of both forensic medical and nursing, and we have um, domestic violence counselling, and we have that legal service which is kind of makes it like a, a one-stop shop. Again, that this is just such an important service and, and I hope anyone listening who may be affected um, considers approaching your service and we'll make sure we include uh, that contact number in the show notes. Um, right. Can you tell me a little bit about um, domestic violence and Western Sydney in particular? Is, is it common? <laughs> you know... It's common. I, I was reading the newspaper recently and I, I saw that Boxar, which is the Bureau of Crime Statistics in Australia, came under a, a bit of heavy fire for giving the, the statistics for domestic violence up to March in you know our COVID period. Um, and all they're doing is really reporting the statistics. I think we can get a little bit tied up in numbers. You know, they will vary. Numbers go up and numbers go down. I think what we need to know is one, it's very, very common. It's more common than is reported. And we know that about nearly, you know, most crimes that exist. Um, and Western Sydney, particularly, you know, if we talk about Blacktown local um, government area, is the largest local government area in New South Wales, population-wise. Uh, and it has pockets of, you know, poorer socioeconomic areas um, and, you know, and, and special needs. We've got, you know, some... High, um, high numbers of Indigenous um, people that live within our area. So domestic violence is unfortunately more common than we would like. Um, but it's, you know, it, we see it across New South Wales. It's not just limited to um, Western Sydney. And is it experienced by both genders? I'm sorry, what was that, Sia? That's right. Is it experienced by both genders? Yes, domestic violence is experienced by both genders. Again, you can look at the numbers... Um, in, as far as reports to police go, 
Um, we, I think they see about 30,000 reports in New South Wales per annum. 20,000 of those will be female victims, 10,000 will be male victims. But as I said <coughs> initially, the definition for domestic violence is a little bit different that the police operate under. So when we're looking at reports to police, we're often looking at physical assault because they're the easiest to prove if you're going to criminal court. But there'd be plenty of examples of verbal abuse, financial abuse, um, you know, the other, the other types of domestic violence which don't get reported, which I'm sure are quite common amongst that, you know, the, the male um, population. So early on, you mentioned, you know, some of the telltale signs of control. Um, I'm just wondering, for somebody who might be thinking of approaching the service at Blacktown Hospital, are there any tips about how to be discreet, I guess, in terms of um, making that leap to reach out to our service? Look, you know, see, uh, that's a really good question. And I think, you know, we understand that the time is not right for everybody and, and they have to find the right time for them and they have to remain safe. So their safety, safety of any children is their first priority. So I, I think if they can find themselves at, at times when they're alone, that's the best time to make a call and seek some initial help. Um, there are certainly online services like RESPECT, um, which can provide online assistance as well. Uh, so they, they need to find a time when they feel comfortable and it doesn't mean that they will necessarily leave their partner or they will progress with anything at that stage, but it just might be a, a way of finding out more information and getting some facts in a safe way. Well, I, I hope that encourages um, anyone who might be impacted to come forward. You mentioned one form of support um, through the, uh, the website. Um, are there any other um, options for help? Uh, in this space, so you've got the you've got um, the uh, respect phone line. Uh, there's domestic violence phone lines, uh, which we can supply you, so you can put out there for for anyone listening. New South Wales Police are also a wonderful resource. They have domestic violence liaison officers at most of the major police uh, stations. So if somebody wanted to go in and talk to a what we call a DVLO, um, I think that's a great a great step. They don't have to give any details, but they can get some information. Um, again, our, our legal aid service is useful. Um, our counsellors would be useful. Any social worker at a hospital would be, um, you know, a, a good first step. So there's quite a, quite a lot of resources out there if somebody was looking for some help. And what's your message of encouragement um, to people in the community um, who, who may be listening to this podcast I think, you know, basically I would say try not to overthink it too much. Try not to think down the track what might happen if you report it. I think we just need to take a step at a time and people will inform you of what your options are and then you can make the next step. So, I, you know, I think some people would hesitate about speaking to police or coming to see us because they think that their par partner might end up in jail. Whereas in many cases, that's not what happens in the long term. So, you know, don't, you know, I wouldn't let that put you off. Um, just even documenting it properly, having it in your medical record in case you decided to make a, a police notification down the track can be useful. And when you're not sure how you, or what you should do, I always say to people who have children, 
if your daughter was of an age where she had a partner and she came home to you as, as her mother or as her father and said, this was happening to me, and if you didn't think it was okay for your daughter to be putting up with it, then you shouldn't be putting up with it either. And I think we make decisions for our children that, who we love unconditionally that we don't make the same decisions for ourselves because we can feel less worthy or we can feel sometimes it's our fault or that we contribute and, and you know, that's a shame. I couldn't agree more, Maria, and that's, that's really important advice. Thank you for that. And um, you're offering such an important service out at Blacktown Hospital and I thank you for that. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, just to, to you know, because we, we're only one piece in the puzzle, so people should remember that it's just one piece in the puzzle of what we do. But when we did some research and we looked back at the patients that we had seen and uh, we talked to police and we looked at the core outcomes, we were getting higher conviction rates because we were putting a package together that the courts can understand. We can take photos. We put it in plain language. Um, all our doctors, you know, we have three doctors, three nurses that have a lot of experience in this area. So no one is going to judge you about decisions you've made. We all make bad decisions at various times in our life and we understand that. So don't, don't worry about that. Just come in. Uh, if we're not the right people, we might be able to point you in the right direction. But at the end of the day, you want to go home, you want to have a happy life at home and you want to have a, a, a marriage or a relationship that, you know, you can model for, for your children and for your family and that makes you feel um, complete as a person, brings out the best you. That's really powerful advice, Maria. Thank you for that. Can I get that um, contact number again just for our listeners? We might repeat that for them. Sure. So you can ring us on 9881-7752. And if someone doesn't answer, we have an answering service. So just leave your name and your contact details very clearly and someone will get back to you Monday to Friday. Thanks, Maria. It sounds like a very safe place to land for, for people who may need our help. Um, so that's that's really fantastic advice. Maria, again, thank you very much for joining the show to share you know really valuable and important information to our community. And I hope as many people as possible listen in and observe the important advice you've provided and have a better understanding about the, the great service you're running at Blacktown Hospital. Uh, I will say um, to anybody listening to this episode, uh, if you are experiencing a crisis, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14. You can also call the New South Wales Domestic Violence Helpline on 1800 656463. Or you can also call the Respect Hotline, which is on 1800 Respect. And all of those hotlines are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Thank you again, Maria, for coming on the show. That brings us to the end of this episode of Western Sydney Health Check. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Leah. Thanks for listening to Western Sydney Health Check. This podcast is produced by Western Sydney Local Health District. For the latest news, visit us at thepulse.org.au.